When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet her maid. Nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking meter. When I caught a glimpse of Rita. On the Rita Cosby Show, Jack Smith, the special counsel in the January 6th case. Well, he is doing what some people are saying is a Hail Mary. At least that's according to former President Trump. He is asking the highest court in the land to intervene on the January 6th case. Now, the January 6th case, by the way, was supposed to start in March. Isn't that interesting? It's an election year. So Jack Smith wants to hurry up and try to have the Supreme Court decide whether or not the former president has immunity from prosecution. Now, the president contends that because he was president during January 6th and during a lot of the lead up to it, obviously, He is saying, I have immunity. I was the sitting president. There is a certain decorum. There's a certain state. There's a certain ruling. And that because of that, I should not be prosecuted on events tied to the time that I was presidency. So that is the biggie. And of course, Jack Smith has said, heck no, we're throwing the book at you. I think he'd go after Trump if he was sneezing tonight. But he's going after him on a whole bunch of stuff tied to January 6th. And he's saying there should be no presidential immunity. Clearly, he knows that this is probably going to end up in the highest court in the land anyway at the Supreme Court. So what he's trying to do is fast track it. And he has now asked the Supreme Court in the last few hours to hurry up and decide as to whether or not President Trump can indeed be prosecuted for crimes while he was president. So it's an interesting issue. And Jack Smith is going back to the Nixon days, saying, take a look at the Nixon case. Of course, at the time, he was a current president. President Trump is now a former president. So there's some different layers. It was about the tapes. There's a whole bunch of different things. President Trump is coming back and saying, no, you know, this is a desperate move. This is all about politics. This is about a man who wants to try to ramrod this through during an election year because he wants to impact the presidential race. President Trump is leaps and bounds among his contenders right now. Some of the new polls are just putting him higher and higher and higher, much to the dismay of a Ron DeSantis and a Nikki Haley and the others that are still 
in the race, even after all those debates that they've done and all the sling fest and mud slinging and everything else. It hasn't really changed the dynamics in the race at all. The only thing that seems to have happened is Trump is going up in the polls and they're basically sort of sitting there or dropping in some cases. So in the middle of all this, President Trump is saying that this is a desperate move by Jack Smith. So where do you think this is going? And do you think he should have indeed presidential immunity? Because on January 6th, he was indeed the president of the United States. And the other thing that's coming out in the last few hours, that Jack Smith has had access to President Trump's phone. That is a real biggie. In the filing that he put, he said that he will include some elements tied to President Trump's phone. So the question is, is he trying to show that on January 6th, we can geolocate maybe where the phone was to be able to say that President Trump was in this specific room. This is what he was doing on January 6th. It could also be this is who he was talking to. This is who he was texting to. These are maybe some of the searches. There's a lot of things you can get from somebody's phone. You know, here's who they checked. This is what he was doing while all this was going on. He was searching for this or he was doing this. Um, it's an interesting development. Now, President Trump is not known to really text a lot. Um, so there may not be a lot on the phone in terms of messages, although January 6th, maybe he was busier than ever. We don't know. But it clearly shows that Jack Smith is trying to go after this president every which way but loose. And typically in cases like this, it would obviously go to an appeals court. It would go up. They would challenge it. It goes back and forth. Usually all that goes. And then maybe it's, you know, months or a year, sometimes even longer before these things are adjudicated. And then maybe it goes up to the Supreme Court eventually, which is what I always thought a lot of these elements of so many of the different Trump trials would go to the Supreme Court. Uh, But Jack Smith is saying the special counsel, who clearly has had it out for Trump, you know, we're just going to jumpstart this and we're going to go right to the highest court in the land. Is that fair game? And does that show transparency that a lot of this is about politics? And a lot of this is about trying to get a decision before November 2024, of course, Election Day. So maybe what? There's a conviction in President Trump's background because some of the latest polls have shown that if President Trump were to be, quote, convicted of a crime, and I think it's likely, even though I've said to all of you that I think a lot of the things that he's been accused of, I think, are inflated, they're bumpkiss, they're ones that they wouldn't go after somebody else uh, if their last name wasn't Trump like him. So I do think a lot of these things are inflated. But I'm also always honest that I feel like in this case, they clearly have it out for Trump. And the judge in this case is Judge Tanya Chutkin, who, wow, surprise, 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 worked in the same law firm as Hunter Biden at the same time. And they had the Burisma account. Isn't that interesting? So I don't put it past that not only a judge or a jury would come back in the District of Columbia, where this case is, that they wouldn't come back, you know, probably in five minutes and say guilty. They don't even have to hear the case. They just the decks are stacked so much against any Republican, but especially if your last name is President Trump. So 
I think there's a good chance that there could be a conviction. I think President Trump thinks that, too. So his job is to run the clock and do all the appeals that a typical defendant gets to do and challenges that a typical defendant. And I contend that because you were the president of the United States and you're the former president and you may be the future president based on some of the polls of late, which show him beating Biden. So if you look at all these things, he should absolutely get due process and then some because of the element of politics. And that's why I think Jack Smith is trying to rush this case. He's clearly trying to get a conviction, if he can, before the election day. And if it starts in March, and if it's a pretty quick trial, or even if it's a lengthy one, there's still plenty of time at that point to have it go to a jury. Even if President Trump appeals, he would still be someone who is convicted if they come back with a conviction, which I think, again, all likelihood, if you put it before a D.C. jury or a Georgia jury, a New York jury for sure, a Florida jury is a little different, which is why, isn't it interesting? He's not rushing that Florida case as quickly. Somehow he's so much more intent on that D.C. jury. Isn't that interesting? And it comes right around the time of Super Tuesday, which to me has always been bumpkiss. That's a nice way to say the word I'm really thinking of. Because how could you have a trial that starts right after Super Tuesday, which is the biggest contest, one of the biggest ones, obviously, in the election season? Because, of course, you've got Iowa, which is coming up soon. That's, you know, in January. You also have Super Tuesday after that. And then you've got South Carolina. And you're really full swing in the election season. And then, wow, you're a got all this momentum. You're doing this. He's probably going to clearly beat all the ones. I mean, you look at all the polls right now. Uh, you never know in politics. But boy, uh, clearly the bet is for President Trump based on how much he is dominating all of these polls. And so you go into Super Tuesday. Uh, pretty much at that point, almost everybody else dropping out, barring some change in the dynamics or something else, barring anything like that. He's got all the momentum and then he's ready to go after Biden. And then, oh, we got to send you to a courtroom for a couple of weeks. And guess what happens at the end of March after he's done with the first trial? Then he comes to New York for Alvin Bragg for the business case. That happens to be probably the other really crummy jurisdiction for former President Trump. Isn't that interesting that those cases would come up first? Surprise, 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 as Gomer Pyle used to say, one of my favorites there in Mayberry, USA. Isn't that interesting? Let's go for that. Boy, the deck is stacked against him. Oh, it's what, like a 1% basically there? Uh, Pro-Trump? Good, we'll take that. Oh, that one's half a percent Trump? Oh, good, we'll take that one. Oh, don't worry about Florida, where there may be a little more balance. Yeah, that one don't worry about. Let's go for here. I mean, it is so transparent. So I do think President Trump has a great case to make here and to say that this is a political attack. Uh, that this is clearly orchestrated to get a conviction for election time. And that's exactly why you don't have these trials happening close to an election season. And it's clearly in the throes of an election season. So he can make the case this is election interference. And I would say that if it was somebody else, too. And you look at it right now, you see Hunter Biden fighting tooth and nail saying, oh, this is terrible what's happening to me. 
And yeah, it's serious stuff now that he has been charged with those nine counts, those nine federal counts. President Trump has 91 counts against him and they're not done yet. So it's like, gosh, okay, let's try to get a conviction there. If we don't get it there, let's try to get it here. Or maybe we can we can say he's a multiple convicted felon. Let's see what we can get out of this. You know, I mean, the timing is so transparent and so obvious. And again, is there anybody out there who doesn't think that if Trump were not the leading candidate dominating so much that they'd even bother with any of this? I don't think so. And I don't think any of you do either. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Here, by the way, is Professor Alan Dershowitz, uh, the great Harvard Law School professor emeritus. Uh, and earlier today, he was on Katz and Cosby with me and the great John Katz and Matides. And this is his take on what Jack Smith is doing on the election season Right in the throes of it all. Um, Jack Smith has asked the Supreme Court to immediately decide if Trump is immune, uh, has presidential immunity in the Jan 6 prosecution. This is a huge deal because he's circumventing the appeals court. He clearly wants to have this trial happen in an election year. Uh, Your reaction to this? Well, this is a bizarre result because normally you'd find the defendant making that application saying, I have immunity. I've never heard of a case where the prosecution comes in and says, Give us a ruling that the defendant would be wrong if he sought immunity from the Supreme Court. It's so preliminary, but, you know, the Supreme Court may decide the case. I don't know. Uh, You know, as you all know, the goal of the special prosecutor has been to get a conviction before the election, and then it might be reversed after the election, um, but he will have influenced the election. And that's why I think he wants to speed this up. He wants to make sure that the <clears throat> the defendant can't delay this trial by making motions and bringing it to the district court and then the court of appeals. I understand it, but it seems like more of a political move than a legal move. And it sure does to me, too. What do you think, everybody? one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two, And we'll take your calls right after the break. The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And also, by the way, coming up on the Rita Cosby Show, we're going to talk about the president of the University of Pennsylvania who, quote, resigned this weekend. Uh, of course, forced out after that dismal, dismal display that she and the other university presidents, when they struggled with, uh, is genocide a bad thing, essentially? Well, it depends on the context. I mean, what a bunch of hogwash. And a lot of people are waiting to see what happens with the other presidents. Also, the search still continues at this hour uh, on the corner of a Bronx apartment building in Bronx, New York, where part of the building collapsed. Uh, the FDNY is still searching for possible victims in the rubble. But boy, is it really scary to see. Apparently, the building had a number of different violations and some issues with the facade we've been hearing over the years. 
Uh, nothing necessarily structural so far, but the outside facade had some issues. People also said they heard shifting and some sounds uh, over the years. And today, suddenly, on a Monday afternoon, a seven-story building in the Bronx collapses in the corner. It's really dramatic. I mean, it almost looks like, remember that one in Surfside, Florida, where the building collapsed, a huge part of almost the whole building there collapsed. This one, it is the side of the building. And, of course, uh, the FDNY at this hour still searching to see if there are potentially any people trapped inside. So far, no reports of injuries. Let's pray that it stays that way and that everybody is safe and sound, but they are checking underneath the pile of debris just to make sure that everybody is accounted for and that nobody may be trapped. Boy, what a scary situation. Meantime, we are talking about President Trump, and the fight is on uh, because Jack Smith clearly is out to get President Trump. And the Supreme Court of the United States came back a little bit ago saying that they will consider at least looking at this case. So they could come back still and maybe say, well, we decided we're not going to, but it sounds like they will uh, review it. Uh, The D.C. Court of Appeals has said Wednesday uh, for a deadline in the Trump response, the Supreme Court is giving the president until next week. So all of this is coming really, really quick. And it sounds like at least they are entertaining the issue Because Jack Smith says, let's just have the Supreme Court decide. And then if they say, yeah, it's okay, he can be prosecuted, we can just go full steam ahead in March and nothing to worry about there. It'll also help, obviously, with other cases that are against Trump, like the one in Georgia, uh, the election issue. You could see how it could help. It could certainly hurt other cases. Again, if the Supreme Court says, no, he shouldn't be prosecuted. Uh, that actually absolutely would hurt Jack Smith's case and certainly could trickle down to the others. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dom in Minnesota. Dom, your thoughts about where this is headed? Yeah, Rita, I thought it was my understanding that uh, generally judges, prosecutors, and the highest government officials have absolute immunity from liability as long as they're acting within their authority. But you know, wasn't there a case against Nixon versus the United States that uh, the, the the Supreme Court said, yes, he's immune against civil damages if he's operating within his duties or whatever? Yes, that, that's, that's exactly. That, now, here's what's interesting. Some people are coming back, Dom, and saying that they could rule that, yes, he's immune. Or they could say, well, this was within his normal job. This aspect wasn't. They might parse it out. So who knows? Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. 
And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a very powerful story that once a police officer, always a police officer. This story heralding two retired members of the NYPD. Uh, They were honored Saturday for helping to catch a woman police say tried to burn down Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s childhood home. The house is a federal landmark, and it's based in Atlanta, Georgia. And thankfully, those former officers were in the right place at the right time. Retired NYPD officers and brothers, Kenny and Axel Dodson, happened to be visiting the childhood home of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. on Friday when tourists alerted them about a woman who was seen pouring a canister of gasoline on the property. She had already run off, and the pair hopped in their car, acting on instinct. Right away, Kenny Dodson says, my brother looks at me, and he goes, what do you think? Should we chase her? Everything happened so fast. I go to chase her. I was catching up to her, and my loud voice command performance and command presence, and she pretty much knew that she was caught, said the other brother. Axel Dodson held the 26-year-old Lanisha Santrice Henderson down until Atlanta police arrived. She was arrested and later charged with attempted arson and interfering with government property. Not only did they see something, they did something, said NYPD's first deputy commissioner. Once a cop, always a cop. It's in your DNA. And by the way, just to give you some background, Kenny Dodson, one of the brothers, worked as a housing cop for most of his career. Axel Dodson is an Iraq War veteran and a patrol service officer who last served in Queens. They both received outstanding service awards Monday morning from the NYPD. What a great, great story and how awesome to be able to see them honored and awesome that they were actually at the right place at the right time and saved that incredible, powerful, historic landmark. By the way, everybody, I want to give a big shout out uh, to my friends at Carnegie Diner and Cafe. They took great care of me recently when I was there. I want to thank the general manager, Costo, who is from Greece, and he brought over awesome food, by the way. I had like an amazing burger, uh, truffle fries, you can't beat that, and also great Greek cookies, authentic Greek cookies that just melted in your mouth. He is awesome. I love the place. Carnegie Diner and Cafe. I went there. Uh, the waiters, Kevin and Paul, bravo to both of those guys. Everybody that works there is awesome and just one of my favorite places, but it was awesome to go there and try their delicious, tasty food. I love you guys and appreciate you so much. And Costa, thank you for taking such great care of me. It was fantastic. One of the like, one of my favorites there in New York City. Well, we are talking, of course, about what happened with President Trump and the fact that now the Supreme Court, guess what? They are looking at the case and they are signaling that they will get back to the president and, of course, to special counsel Jack Smith as soon as possible. So it looks like they're going to hear both arguments on both sides and decide which way this goes. Now, we were just talking about the Nixon case because Jack Smith cited the Nixon case. And this was a very famous, it's U.S. versus Nixon. It was in 1974. It was a landmark decision by the Supreme Court. 
And in this case, this may not bode well for Trump because in the Supreme Court case with Nixon, remember, with all the tape recordings in his office and all those issues uh, that eventually, remember, uh, led to his resignation. Well, the Supreme Court there unanimously ordered President Richard Nixon to deliver tape recordings and other subpoenaed material related to the Watergate scandal to a federal district court. Now, the ruling, of course, was very important, and it added certainly uh, to the case against Richard Nixon that he was forced to, quote, give over the tapes. This is a little different because in this particular case, they are trying to go after President Trump in a whole bunch of different layers. So they could actually split it and say, well, maybe there's a chance that potentially President Trump, if he was acting in a position of the president or a typical role of the president, maybe potentially it could carry the weight that he shouldn't be prosecuted. But if he acted in a role that is untraditional of a president or not the norms of a president, maybe they might separate it. That's what some legal people are saying. Others are saying, no, they think it's actually very likely to go in Trump's favor that courts would give deference to then a sitting president of the United States, now a former one. It's also an election year. Um, so it's interesting that they're even taking up the case period. But there's some interesting different layers to this. So why do you think Jack Smith is rushing this case? To me, it's pretty darn obvious. He wants to get it done during an election year because he wants this to be about politics. And I think it's actually disgusting. I think that Jack Smith should let the voters decide. However people want to vote, whether they want to vote for President Trump or not, or they want to vote for President Biden or not, let the voters decide. You can put out the information, say, here's all the information that's out there. I think more information for the voters. And I think clearly they have already thrown the book at President Trump. But I'm all for sunlight. But then let the voters decide. I don't think it's Jack Smith's role or any special counsel's role to be doing it to a president, whether they're Republican or Democrat, during an election year in the throes of the election, a day after Super Tuesday, one of the biggest contests of the election cycle. This, to me, is clearly intent on dragging him down and trying to get a conviction And again, I just, from a principal perspective, don't like a special counsel going after anybody, Republican or Democrat, especially if they are the leading candidate on one side or the other. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Robert in Philly. Uh, Is this fair of Jack Smith or not, Robert? What do you think? Um, I was saying that it's a Supreme Court involves itself in this case, not only before it hits the appeals process, but before it's even concluded, they are looking at far more than whether Jack Smith can prosecute or not. They're looking at prosecutorial misconduct. They're looking at deprivation of representation. They're looking at confiscation of constitutional rights. I mean, Jack Smith better be careful what he hopes for here, because This is going to be sanctions at a level he didn't see when he went after that governor of Virginia, okay? Because it's so egregious what they're doing to him. And while he's doing this evil thing and telling us no one's above the law, 
his boss is engaged in the largest bribery and money laundering scheme ever seen at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. That's the bizarro world we're living in, all facilitated by our precious mainstream media. That's our reality, Rita. But we will win in the end. That I'm confident. Well, and uh, I think, and by the way, Robert, I think this is going to go back and forth. Now, what they're trying to do is avoid the back and forth. At least Jack Smith is. Um, oh, and and what, you know what I find, you know, you, you brought up some great points there, Robert, because it is to me, it's also a bit of a violation of somebody's due process because you have a right to go through the different levels of the court. Typically, it's the defendant who goes and tries to expedite it because they say, hey, I don't want to be dragged through this. Trump's saying, let the courts decide, let it go through the traditional process and have all the rights that other defendants have. Why should he be fast-tracked and sort of put in this position when an average defendant, you know darn well, Jack Smith could care less if it was an average defendant or, or other attorneys wouldn't care. They, they would drag this out tooth and nail. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all politically. And here's the beauty of it, Rita. Even if Jack Smith, if Jack Smith was to say, yeah, let's go to the Supreme Court, here's why, okay? They know they don't have anything on this. And they would love nothing better than to have the optics of the Supreme Court stepping in. And even though they're going to be right in doing so, the mainstream media is going to say that extremist right-wing court came in and saved Trump from his due justice. We know what's going to happen, Rita. We've seen this so many times. It's become an ongoing SNL skit. Do you know what I mean? Well, and by the way, uh, you teed up my uh, next hour very well, Robert, because I am going to play an SNL clip. This one's with Elise Stefanik. Uh, you have a great night. So thank you, Robert, very much. You too. I always love hearing your thoughts. Let's go to Phil in the Bronx. Phil, your thoughts. You're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Hi, Rita. Uh, listen, uh, this thing with uh, Nixon versus Trump, the situations are remarkably different. In the case of Nixon, you had... You had dramatic evidence that was circulating throughout Washington that that there was something really bad going on. Okay, and we're not talking about votes. We're talking about uh, the potential takeover of the United States government by uh, the various elements out there, and the tapes were critical to it. the The thing is with Trump, most of this stuff is basically. Charges. You can charge and try to indict somebody on anything. I could do it with you. You could do it with me. The actual credible core of, of the facts is what counts. There, there is a very, very unsubstantial weak core at this point. It, it, it's, it's this guy going to the Supreme Court, screaming blue bloody murder, the court is not that that backwards. They are very critically aware of their responsibility and of the fact that they cannot be seen as partisan, which is what Smith wants them to be. He wants them to whip this thing out and just, just bang Trump over the head, and that's the end of it. The Supreme Court knows full well if they get in this, there's going to be a precedent set. And this could da- this could damage everybody in the future, Republican and Democrat. They don't want to set these kind of precedents. This only happened once or twice in our history. Yeah, you're okay. right. Now, here's the thing that could happen, Phil. Um, they could hear arguments or, or get the briefs and say, you know what? We looked at this. We think we're not going to touch this, you know, or they could do something that becomes precedent setting. 
which is is interesting that they could, you know, or they could say, you know what, we really looked at this and we think it needs to do its course. We think that it's, I mean, if I were Trump, I think a lot of it would be on breaking the process and the election year and the this, like they're asking you to do something that is so extraordinary, given this moment, he's the leading candidate on the GOP side. I mean, dominating. I think it's an interesting case. Um, and I think, you know, listen, if it was happening to uh, President uh, Biden through the Supreme Court, he could maybe make the case. It's a little I actually think the fact that he's a candidate, it almost makes it worse because you could say it's clearly political because if it were President Biden in the shoes right now and say they were trying to take it up to President Biden, you could say, well, he's still president and that's why we're doing this, that there's some issues with the presidency and he's still sitting in that position. But President Trump, he's not legislating policy right now. He's not doing anything right now. He is just the leading candidate that's going to challenge. It just looks really bad, I think, uh, that that Jack Smith did this. It shows to me that he's really out to get Trump. And it also shows uh, that it really seems like so much of their mission is politics. To me, it looks very transparent. Your thoughts, Phil? Well, I, I agree with you to some extent. The, the thing is, my my belief is that the Supreme Court, the nine who sit on the court, they, they're going to put a, a, a very brief time in on this. They, they, they're not going to want to belabor the court. They've got other cases to hear that maybe are not as, as earth-shaking as this one is. But they have a job to do, and they're not going to override their basic principles. And I understand that that the court, Supreme Court right now, as we speak, is split, basically. It's liberal versus conservative and back and forth. But the bottom line is, I think what's going to happen, very simple, to put it short and sweet, that they are going to look at the facts, they're going to look at the claims and such, and they're going to say, listen, got to go through the courts first. And we need you, Mr. Smith, to take this down and back and take your sweet time, go through it, because this this is you cannot run to the king with with, with tears in your eyes and beg him for relief when it, this thing had the offenses. We don't even know the validity of the offense. There's been no trial. And God bless Smith if he tries to ever pick a jury, because I got news for you, Democrat or not, liberal or, or radical or not, left. There are a lot of people who don't want no part of this. And I know one thing for a fact. If they cut Trump off from the presidency, there are 70 million, there's going to be 70 million angry voters out there. who got, I don't want to see that happen because they are going to go out of their minds. And I mean it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and by the way, people who care about the Constitution, uh, it shouldn't be necessarily a Republican or a supporter issue, but it should be a pretty transparent, here's the way the system should work for everybody issue. And boy, what a contrast to what we're seeing happening with Hunter Biden. Granted, he's obviously dealing with now all of these issues um, with the latest, the nine counts. But, you know, it, it, it is such a stark contrast. I 100% agree. By the way, there's a new poll out, too, um, that shows, and this is interesting to your point of how rabid the, the Trump base still is with all of this stuff that they keep throwing at them. Um, of all the GOP candidates, some of the others have like a 20 percent. Their voters have made up their mind with Trump voters. 70 percent of Trump voters have made up their mind uh, that they're voting for Trump. In other words, they're, they're like, you know, that's a huge base. And what a surprise. Now let's hurry it up to the Supreme Court. It just it looks really bad. 
Phil, thank you for your great perspective. And we'll continue talking, I'm sure, in the coming days and weeks about this. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue, everybody, with your calls after the break. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And coming up on the Rita Cosby Show, we will continue talking, of course, about Trump versus Jack Smith. And it is astounding as we're looking at the political calendar that clearly Jack Smith wants to keep the date that is right before Super Tuesday. He wants it to start the day before Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday is March 5th this year, and that is just a day after Trump's first federal criminal trial, and that's where Jack Smith wants to start. So how interesting, right before he's going to have to worry about this big, huge case, and then he's going to just pop into Super Tuesday, all those different states. This really does hamper his campaigning. And it just seems unethical and it seems inappropriate that anybody would interfere so close. And now they're asking the Supreme Court to not put any blocks in the way to override any potential appeal court ruling that could happen. They are trying to rush, rush, rush. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony. Tony, what do you think? Line four. I think, you know, when you look at our government and what it was designed to be with three equal branches of government, it is very astounding what we're seeing. And I think it is it is stunning. I mean, in our lifetime, who would have ever thought we would see that the Supreme Court will be pulled upon in such an egregious way? That being said, your last caller really rallied me. And I always look to my favorite people every night. You know, the show is great tonight, Rita, by the way. Thank you for your great listeners. Thank you. But what I have to tell you is your last caller really rallied me. And one of the things, our founding fathers got away from tyranny. That's how our three equals systems of government got started, our three branches. And here's what my favorite guy said, and I'm going to leave it at that. Alexander Hamilton, who was one of the founding fathers, who was aide-de-camp to George Washington during the Revolutionary War and then became our first treasurer and, and, and was the money man for our country. Here's what he said, and it's all about power to the people. Can I read it quickly, and then I'll Yeah, I'll really you know. quick, really, like, like a short version, like two sentences. Okay, just quick. It seems to have been reserved to the people of this country by their conduct and example to decide the important question whether society of men are really capable or not of establishing a good government from reflection and choice, and here's the clincher, or whether they are forever destined to depend for their political constitution on accident and force. And so the people are voting. We're putting our vote on Donald Trump, president, commander in chief. And I think that's a very hard thing. To fight against. I do too. Court. By the way, I think Alexander Hamilton would be like, uh, he's uh, rolling in his grave tonight. 
if he's seeing what's happening with all of these indictments. You know, this guy, Trump, boy, there it seemed like they're really after him. That's what he's saying. You know, it, it just seems so stilted. And there's clearly a lot of stuff that they're also looking at into Biden. But that gets past statute of limitations. This one gets expedited. Huh, isn't that interesting? Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.